Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle, <laughs> right before uh, we, like about 30 minutes ago, I drank almost a half a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Oh, no. Why? Why? Because I've discovered that the way I am built, it is not during times of extreme, like, stress and sleeplessness that I get, like, sick to my stomach and my body. Mm-hmm. It's always at the time that it ends. Okay. I, I understand that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll like be tense and have stomach problems while I'm stressed. But like when it's over, it seems like that's when all the chickens come home to roost for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm finally relieved. Yeah, I'm sure it's just kind of, you know, it builds up and then. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right before we started recording, like an hour and some change ago, I won a contest. Uh, mm-hmm. for a film contest. And I want to say. I've never won a contest before. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's wow. I, I've lost a lot of contests, but I've never won one. Wow. Um, in fact, uh, and I and in the past, I have mobilized my like social media to help me win a contest, and still lost. Mm-hmm. Um, including that one time that uh, that they did that social media thing for that competition to win a. Uh, job guest hosting t- a TV station where I actually won the social media portion and they'd still never even contacted me. Wow. Like, I think they really wanted a blonde woman to win like the last three winners, which were also all blonde women. That's not up to them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, what happens is I entered this contest, this, uh, well, it's, it's kind of not, I mean, it's a contest, but it's technically like a film festival. You know, you submit your movies, your short, I submitted a short called Christmas presents, uh, uh, which is a short I'm very proud of. It's been about five years old and, uh, I submitted it in friggin' April. I totally forgot about it. Uh, I got a selection notice in like, September and all the email was was like hey you've been accepted <laughs> and that and that was it well it was like hey you've been accepted send us a link to download the movie mm-hmm. so I did and then I get a message on Friday the second week of January or the start of the second week or whatever I get a message on a Friday and it just says like well you're, you're going up for vote on Saturday tomorrow on Saturday and you'll have until Wednesday to you know try to bring your social media together and and you know uh and get the most votes. So I was like, Oh, okay. And now this is where I'm going to be like super honest. <laughs> it, it was through, uh, it was for PBS, um, on certain affiliate stations of PBS, they have a uh, show called real 13, which hmm. is where they show it's a block of programming where they show a classic older movie 
and then they show a like a somewhat newer independent movie. Um, okay. From what I researched, it, it, it within fifteen years old independent movie. Okay, yeah. But they do a thing on their website where they always put up three shorts and let the audience decide what next week's shorts going to be. So when you go to the web page, you see the three shorts, mm-hmm. and you can watch each of them on Vimeo, uh, which is a service that is much lamer than YouTube. And then you, uh, <laughs> but it's for professionals. Um, but and it costs money. Um, but uh, and then you click vote. So uh, I was like, okay, whatever. Until uh, I was like, it's been so long since I I signed up for this. I really need to like read what I agreed to and the rules and everything. Mm-hmm. And not only is it going to be like on broadcast television, which is good, uh, you know, but uh, there's, there's a $250 cash prize. So then I was like, this is what I live for now. <laughs> I must win this. And of course I didn't look that up until it had already, the voting had already been opened for 12 hours. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> so there were two other shorts. Uh, uh, I'm not going to name them by name because I don't want to like in case I start getting jovial. I don't want to insult anybody directly. Yeah. But do you like that? I don't want to insult anybody directly. Um, but there were two shorts. Uh, one that was like a very artsy animation short, and one that was a comedy short. Mm-hmm. And when I when I finally started asking people, "Hey, please vote," uh, so the, I noticed that the comedy short already had 81 votes. And the animated had zero and I had like two. So I, (laughs) so I post about it and post about it. And in less than two hours, we had like a hundred votes. So we were like surpassing the other short, Mm -hmm. uh, immediately. Um, and I gotta say, you know, thank you everybody who hangs out with me on social media and chats with me and was willing to take literally even just three seconds out of your day to click on the link and click vote on the Christmas presents page really meant a lot to me. We never lost our lead. <laughs> we, we came close to losing it though. Like he would gain on it. They would gain on us and get to like within 20 votes or whatever. Yeah. But we always seem to, to get further ahead until we, we won by like 200 and, or 300 and like 25 votes, but that's Yay. not important. <laughs> But but no, so I really am incredibly thankful. Uh, by the time this episode airs, the short will have already aired on thir- Real Thirteen, uh, and I my PBS affiliate doesn't carry it. So oh. I, I mean, so I don't know which PBS affiliates carry it, and it seemed kind of confusing. So, but I am honored, and it's one of my proudest short films. So I really do think it's awesome that like a bunch of unsuspecting people are going to get to watch that on PBS. That's kind of yeah, you know? it's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So plus, you know, now uh you want to know the joys of show business. Now in 90 days at some point I'll get paid. The contract said 90 days from the Yay. end of the competition. That's only 3 months maybe. That's only 3 months maybe. Um <laughs> Also like I don't want to be a jerk but like P- the PBS people like um they never followed up and then they sent the message saying like, here's what's up. And they put the wrong date for the end of the contest. Oh, they, they put the last contests. Date. Oh yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't actually. Yeah, fix they, it. Yes. Yeah, so they had to follow up with like, Oh, I'm sorry. I meant this date. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. Um, and it was like, make sure to promote on your social media. So, um, but I also feel bad because the animated short got, got like to like 40, 30, 30. 30 no, or 40. They- 
I think they hit 43. I was, okay, I was watching. I felt so really, good. really bad. I don't think that that artist ever promoted it at all yeah. or asked any of his friends or family to vote for it. Um, but <laughs> I want to say the reason I'm so tired is not because I'm, well, it's not just because I'm a stress ball and that's how I am. Although that is part of it. Uh, the reason I'm so tired is people don't understand how much work goes into like truly aggressively campaigning, uh, to get people to do something, especially when it's like campaign to me, campaigning is about like getting a vote. It's not about getting like a sale to mm-hmm. me. That's sales. Sales is getting somebody to spend money. Campaigning is getting somebody to do an action, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't necessarily cost them anything to me. Um, but campaigning is like a part of sales in a way, you know, they're very similar. Sure. And, uh, but I had a friend who was like, wow, you got all those, uh, those votes just from, uh, cause the total votes were like, I don't know, 14,000, 1400 votes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, people were like, wow, you got all those votes from sharing on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, I sent, I think the grand total was 480 individual messages asking, wow. asking people I was acquaintances with if they wouldn't mind voting. Yeah. Uh, for me on top of sharing on Facebook and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's like, that's the ugly nitty gritty of, of like, you know, of promotion and, and getting the word out and getting yourself out there is like, you can't just hit post to Facebook and just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. People glide right past it. I, I remember when I used to play music shows, um, I used to get a lot of, um, of stink eye from local musicians. Cause I would get a crowd to come to most of my shows. But the thing that drove me crazy is that I noticed I would get that kind of stink eye. And it's like, I don't even get the crowd you guys get. I bring an entirely different crowd than the crowd that goes to shows downtown. Yeah. Like, I get people to come to my show. I don't take people from your shows. And that's mm-hmm. why they were yeah. always struggling. Cause they have like a finite pool mm-hmm. of people. They're hoping will come to their shows. But like, I remember, vividly so so many times uh sitting (laughs) sitting on my toilet you know just text messaging uh you know like on a break at work sitting on the toilet text messaging like 50 60 70 people one by one not copy and paste because i hate that and i don't Mm want to so you know it's like if i'm con if i'm writing my friend jerry i am legitimately asking my friend jerry to do a thing i'm not just flooding him with a request. It's, Hey Jerry, how are you? You know, we've been friends for a while. I was just wondering if you do this thing for me or, or I'm throwing a show and I'd really love to see you there, you know, or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. But like, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really hard and exhausting and stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to go through that. Yeah. Um, and I can't say I blame them, but, um, what's the most extreme you've went to promote a show? Like not that extreme, honestly. Like I, because I like feel really bad asking people for things, and I don't think that I'm worth it, so I don't. Um, I mean, honestly, though, like I did, like really, really try very, very hard to promote. Like I set up a show for a band a bunch of years ago before I was like, I'm never ever going to do that again. That was a terrible idea. But like I like flyered things. I like asked everybody, and then like nobody came anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, you're not going to get like a really interesting answer for me. So what you're telling me is that when you were when it was when it was for another band, you were a lot more outgoing because it, it didn't you know feel as awkward uh-huh. or you felt you felt like you shouldn't do it for you, but you yeah. could do it for somebody else. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so people listening, if you ever need to torture Michelle to get information out of her, you just torture another person in front of her. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to get information that's out of her. Pretty much, totally right. <laughs> so. I'm just, just cliff notes, you know, for anybody out there who may need to torture Michelle for information, uh, you should just give her a hot mug of tea and then torture another person in front of her that pretty much do it. Yeah. I I just, I mean, I just figure that's how it would be for everyone. Right. Like you just, I'm not going to watch someone get hurt for me. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I would, I would rather not be tortured, but I also would, it would be very difficult to watch another person be tortured. Yeah. Yeah. Very unpleasant. All of this is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't know how I would do being tortured either, but eh, you know, I think you'd be fine. Yeah. Thanks. Well, whenever, whenever you say something and I joke and say like, I'm just going to punch you in the face. You're like, that's okay. Do what you need to. Yeah, so. it's okay. <laughs> so I don't know if if physical violence would work on you or not. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, so I'm just kind of like, woo. My my mind is kind of uh, cloudy because I'm not going to lie. I I worried <laughs> pretty much the whole time, and I was campaigning pretty much every minute. I would take an hour or two off here and there to watch a movie and, you know, obviously I'd go to sleep, but I actually was like sleeping noticeably less too. <laughs> well, and um, I don't, I wasn't going to say anything, but the guy, I'm not going to get into specifics, but what, the guy who was the runner up may have said some stuff, may have talked some smack on social media. And I don't know the guy, but of course I stalked him to see how he was promoting his short because I'm not stupid. I wanted to see what he was doing so that if he was doing something smarter than me, I would add that to my repertoire. So, (laughs) but he said some stuff. He talked a little bit of smack and he kind of, uh, he kind of was a a bit condescending. Uh, Also, he's a New York city type. And that alone, I kind of want to put somebody like that in their place. I know that's terrible, but you know, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I work in show business in the Midwest and I am very used to being treated like a second class citizen, um, especially from peers who have no right to, to pull that shit, mm-hmm. you know, like people who will be like, Oh, you make movies in Ohio. And I'm like, Oh, have you ever made a movie? Fuck you. Like yeah. that happens all the time though. Like that. It's like, Oh, you make them in the Midwest. It's like, you just live in New York. And you were like in a short film once or something like, f- like go fuck yourself on your fucking subway system. So it's like, <laughs> I don't totally hate New York. I mean, I would never want to live there. I worked there a lot, which may turn me off to it a bit, mm-hmm. but there's coolness about the city and everything. But like that, that, so those, those coastal types and I lived in Jersey, I lived on the coast. Those coastal types have this attitude about flyover States, which is like the greatest anger uh, uh, term. If you ever want to get me really mad, you use the phrase flyover states and you'll get me so powered up. But so I'm not going to lie. Like I, when, when I saw him talking that way and I saw his friggin' posts about NYC and all this stuff. And I saw his posts about his friggin' vacations in Florida and stuff. I was like, man, I am shooting a rocket up this guy's butt. That is all there is to it. It, it, it is personal. Now it is personal. Now. <laughs> 
um, my my mom would send me texts throughout the day that would say like that would say like uh, you're 200 in the lead, and I would only reply with all caps, not enough. <laughs> that was all I would say. <laughs> and people would say like you're pretty much one, and I was like, that's what they want me to think. Mm-hmm. And they were like, who's that? I'm like the mainstream media. No. That's- <laughs> So, see, this is this is how uh, this is how fun uh, it is to podcast when there's actually an event in my life other than I made a sandwich again in my kitchen again because of life and lockdown. It was a good sandwich, though. <laughs> I did make a tuna melt today. Yeah. yeah, I mean a very plain tuna melt because I didn't have any like uh, tomato. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't have any like tomato. I didn't have any like green onion. I didn't have any tuna. I didn't. <laughs> no, I had, I had tuna. <laughs> no, it was uh, just bread. It was just bread and mayonnaise. Um, no, I, I had like you know tuna. Um, because I uh, I am a consumer whore. So uh, when I hear that people are buying up canned goods because they're scared about like world events then all of a sudden i'm like well i don't have any tuna so i buy canned goods uh (laughs) and then the day after i'm like i better start eating some of this now Mm -hmm. because really like what do i need this for so yeah so i decided i I like tuna i like tuna sandwiches so i was like well i'll make a tuna melt because i like grilled cheeses as well Mm -hmm. um and i love the idea of how um Odd, I feel about the idea of combining dairy and fish. Sometimes it feels weird, but then it feels so right. So, so I made a tuna, a tuna melt. Um, I was very happy with my choices. I added to the mixture, I added Tabasco sauce and I added some, uh, Korean yum yum sauce, which is basically like a, like a kind of spicy mayonnaise. Okay. Um, it's that, it's that orange mayonnaise looking stuff they put on like California rolls and stuff. It's, Oh, okay. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's called a lot of different stuff, but, but I've been really into the Korean comfort food, uh, stuff and they call it, always call it yum, yum sauce or spicy mayo. That's okay. all they, they call it. So, and, and the bottle I bought at the grocery store said yum, yum sauce on it. So, um, super tasty. So I added that along with the regular mayo so that it has like this kind of different zing. Uh, and then I put my random assortment of shredded cheeses on top and, you know, made basically then just made a grilled cheese. And, uh, the first one was a bit mesquite, but it was still good. But the second one I made, uh, turned out perfectly. So Yay. yeah, and then I ate two. So now, uh, and then I was like, and then as soon as I was done eating that tuna melt, which was like right, right before the official results of that, of that thing. Like as soon as I did that tuna melt, I was like, ah, this is going to help my already horribly upset stomach. So that's when to celebrate my big celebration moment was at 1205 PM Eastern. I was like, yeah, bismuth. I took some Pepto bismol. Yay. So that's, you know, that's my Wednesday. Uh, Usually when Wednesdays are eventful, it's because I took a dog to the, to the vet. <laughs> or uh, or like a, the plum a plumber came or something. So, oh gosh, it's like it's like being locked up in the house. It's like it just makes you more of like a boring adult. It's just like <laughs> it's just like yeah, the plumber came by. I didn't like his attitude. That's literally me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, uh, 
the worst part is the plumber fixed something that like, I won't even get to appreciate that it's fixed till the summer. So, cause it's the, the attachment, it's the, uh, the valve to the hose that goes out to the front of the house, which needs to have no water in it during the winter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can't even turn the valve all open so I can go, ah, it works. I just have to believe it works because it's closed. Wait, couldn't you just do that and then close it again? So you could know. Yeah, but it's so cold here. I'm terrified. Like, I know it has no water in it right now mm-hmm. and that's the way I want to okay. keep it. It's just, it's just easy to get nervous about that sure um because sure. it, it was like it was an afterthought they added the the piping to the front house the front of the house after the fact and the thing the plumber told my mother over and over again was like you got to keep this thing from freezing so the moment the moment we have a a, a cold snap mm-hmm. we we seal it and then and then drain it as best we can and then leave it open so that it can drain more so okay yeah very exciting stuff, I know, for people out there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I won, and thank you again. I know that the the people who listen to this, pretty much, I would guarantee every one of them probably voted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. thank you so much. And thank you, Michelle. I know you voted, um, which I appreciate. That's or at least so you fun. said you did, which is the same thing. I yeah, can't I mean, really... you'll never know for sure, so. <laughs> well, I will, because I uh, I had one of my hacker friends do an IP thing. No, now you're so going to now... know I voted for the animation one three times. <laughs> Actually, a couple of people told me they accidentally voted for the animation one yeah. once or twice. So I almost started voting for it on a new day. I almost started going like, ah, why not? Like, poor guy. But then I was like, what if they swoop it at the end? That yeah, would be everybody's just waiting. They're just like, okay, <laughs> we're going to surprise them both with 2,000 votes right now. <laughs> I cool. actually, like, literally, as we're talking, I just got a text message that just said, "How? when do we know if you won? It's like, um, I, I won. <laughs> text them that real quick. I don't usually answer text during the show. Um, but this is a victory time. Yeah. So yeah. it looks sunny where you are. I, it is I, sunny. Isn't it always sunny? No, but I'm not in Philadelphia, so that's true. Matter. You're you're a Philadelphia adjacent, mm-hmm. um, but no, it has not been sunny here in forever. Huh. So it looks really nice where you are. You you said you're having like a really warm winter. Yeah, except then I looked at the averages and it's not that warm. <laughs> what what you you went on this whole tirade at me? About how, like, it's not cold. It's never going to be cold again. We're never going to have winter. I live in a world of endless of endless spring, fall, and summer. Well, you know, I did that to my dad, too. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, it's been, like, really average where I am. And I was like, wait, what's the average? And it's, like, 40, 41. And I was like, okay, fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Is, is he still in Florida? No, he's in, oh, he's, he's he's in, in Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Virginia's still pretty far south. So they stay warmer than than here they're like almost exactly 10 degrees warmer than us when, when I, the exact yeah. same weather when i would go you know uh to georgia to visit friends in october it was mm-hmm. always like going back a month in in uh the weather yeah yeah <laughs> i would get there and be like what the f- what the hell am i wearing this coat for you know mm-hmm. um uh, i love the my favorite was that time i had to go to miami for work in the middle of january it was like it was like two weeks after Christmas, I think it was. It was, uh, and it was snowing like crazy in Dayton. And then I fly down to um, 
North Carolina for a connection and it just started snowing there too. So we got held up like an hour and then I get my plane takes off and I land in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale <laughs> And it's just fucking 61 degrees. Mm-hmm. And like, I had brought this jacket that you can, you can fold it up into a tiny little ball. Oh yeah. Cause I accidentally left it yeah. at your home once yeah, and you mailed it back to me after you couldn't figure out yeah. how to pack it. Cause you yeah. just stuff it, but you didn't want to hurt it. I don't know. I didn't understand. <laughs> but I brought that because people were like, you know, that's a weird jacket. And I'm like, I'm going to need it. And then I'm not going to need it. So mm-hmm. that's why I brought it. But it was yeah. so funny because so I'm in Florida, like hanging out and it's like 61 degrees, 62 degrees. And people are wearing coats. It's cold. <laughs> For them. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm wearing like shorts and a tank top. I'm like, oh man, this is fucking dope. So, <laughs> but uh, no, so, so you were wrong about all your complaints about the winter this year? Well, I'm not. No, I, I am correct that we, we are definitely getting less snow. We're not getting like any snow. But it looks like hmm, temperature. If, if it's if it's higher than average, isn't that much higher than average? It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty standard. So I'm just a terrible person. But I, and I heard <laughs> that the big um, the Arctic thing that comes down and makes it cold, the polar vortex. Yeah, that one. I heard it might come back, and I got really excited. So excited that when I tell my dad about how cold I am, he's not gonna he's not gonna care because. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the polar vortex, I remember that first time that I became aware of the polar vortex. Mm-hmm. That was when we were filming Awkward Thanksgiving in March, and all of a sudden the wind chill was like 11 degrees, yeah. uh, which is like not comfortable to film in outdoors. Yeah. Uh, like I was operating the camera and my hands were turning red and my fingers were losing uh, were losing mobility. It was very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, see here, it's been colder every day, basically, than they've predicted. Um, yesterday they were like, you'll probably get to 37. We barely got over freezing. Wow. So it's cold here. Um, I have a secret method to know how cold it is. Um, some water accumulated on a, so at the back of my house, I have these plastic bins, you know, big plastic tubs Mm -hmm. full of firewood. Um, so I have them in a sealed plastic bin to keep them dry, you know, when it rains and stuff, but, but there's no point in bringing them inside. It's, it's firewood. Um, you look like I'm insane. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, but so I have firewood in these plastic bins. Well, a little water got into the, the lid of one of those plastic bins. So every morning when I get up, I look at it and if it's frozen, then I'm like, oh, it's really cold out today. Mm-hmm. And if it's water, I'm like, eh, I'll live. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty much my life. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> so, but we also have had quite a bit of snow already, but it has been a little while now since we've had a good snow. The last really good snow we had was on Christmas, where it wasn't like a ton of snow, but it just wouldn't stop snowing. It was really beautiful. It was for I'm me. Sure. I needed a good Christmas. I know. I know you did. I needed that. I know. I'm glad that you got it. So I'm sorry that you're not getting it, though. It's a, it's okay. Is it? Yeah, because I don't deserve it. None of us <laughs> deserve it, so we're just not going to get it anymore. Fine. Michelle for you. Um, uh, I just want to mention really quick, uh, one of our listeners last week. Uh, last week, I went 
way out into talking about freedom of speech mm-hmm. and going into the history of the Charlie Ebdo terrorist attack and stuff like that. Uh, and I don't regret it. It was a very good show for me just to be able to get that off my chest. I felt like it was really important to share that with people. Um, they uh, commented, they, I guess they hadn't listened to the full episode yet. Uh, apparently, I mean, I didn't even think about the fact that like the day after we recorded, it was the whole uh, Capitol Hill thing and the Twitter thing and the, all that stuff. So a lot of people thought that our episode was like in reference to current events. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so they were very defensive uh, because I guess they thought I was taking a political stance, which is what you said would happen. BTW. It is. <laughs> so, so I wanted to give you credit. You assumed the worst of people and you were right. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> I to mean, be, no, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no. Could, to be totally honest, all the last year has taught me is that maybe I, people, I need to give people less credit. So. Uh, this is a, a long year. So, uh, <laughs> is that the t-shirt, the new t-shirt we need to make for the store is just, a, is just the drawing of you with that, fa- uh, that look you're making with your head turned to the side with your finger wagging. It just says, all I've really realized is I need to give people less credit. And then yeah. it just says like your name and address and social security <laughs> number like, as the attribute attribution, the quote. Yep. <laughs> But no, uh, um, no, but you were totally right that, um, just the idea of freedom of speech has been politicized. Like most things really Mm -hmm. at this point has been politicized so much that it's like, if you value freedom of speech, people pretty much assume that you're taking a certain very specific political direction. Yeah. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Um, there was a time when, uh, when, you know, valuing freedom of speech was almost wholly a liberal effort. Um, in this country. So it's just kind of weird to see it flip so often, um, over the years. I mean, to, to, be honest, I don't think it's weird. I think, um, I think it is basically whoever has opinions that are not, uh, as liked, you know, or are less, less mainstream are -hmm. the people who are going to be advocating for freedom of speech. I, I mean, I see that logic very well. I made the mistake of assuming that people believed things based on values and not based on just circumstance. No. And I think <laughs> we know that because there's so much evidence. It's like it's like people don't want, you know, a certain group of people to be, you know, put down or bullied or anything. But then they'll do that to another group. Mm-hmm. Not because not because they actually don't like that methodology. They just want their group to not have to deal with it. Mm. So, I'm sorry. So, you, do you want to plug so people can subscribe to your newsletter? You know, where you're, you're going to drop all the facts. No. No. <laughs> but no, so, I mean, I guess my point in bringing that up is just to say that uh, I am still, I, I am and probably forever will be a free speech absolutist. Uh, so, but I appreciate anybody who commented and shared their opinions and shared their thoughts. I do appreciate it. And, and no one called me names or anything. They made a few assumptions about me that I had to correct in a friendly way. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So, you know, just a friendly way, like, listen, dead man, here's what, here's what I think. (laughs) 
but no, no, it wasn't like a big deal or anything, but it did kind of make me go, whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay, then. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. (laughs) So... But uh, but what's really important is that when we're done here, Michelle is going to a party. Oh right! Oh man! Did you yeah. forget? Were you were you no, lucky enough it, to forget? Or? No, because I already bought food for it. So if it gets canceled again, I'm I'm just really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what did you order this time? Uh, oh, I didn't order anything. I just went to H Mart and, you know, like they have like pre, you know, like, like a supermarket has like pre-made foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just got some, I got some little Korean pancakes, but we don't know what's in them because they're a variety. And then, <laughs> um, and then I got like some sort of noodley thing. And then I got some tofu that had some sort of sauce on it. I love the idea of like, I just imagine like a very like Asian package, like over, over, you know, like trying to art Asian package that just says noodly thing with like a person on the front with like the two fingers up yeah. and stuff. <laughs> noodly thing. It's just like in English, but then the rest of the packaging is all in Japanese. It's so just like a thing of saran wrap with like a, you know, <laughs> some sort of plate underneath it and it's like Korean vegetarian noodles and like really boring font and then it has the um the thing where nutrition facts so <laughs> well I hope you enjoy your your weave dinner it, it's all Korean food I think that's basically weeb I think that's racist <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.